everybody. Welcome to Media Review Pod, a variety podcast of discussions, opinions, and interviews focusing on the entertainment side of media. My name is Richard Santiago, and today we're going to go through the looking glass and down the rabbit hole once more as we talk a bit about the Matrix Resurrections teaser trailer. And who better to tag along with me than a friend of the podcast, filmmaker, musician, and film festival creator, Jerry White. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. Although the question of who better, I mean, maybe one of the Wachowskis would be literally better. Oh, than yeah. Me, well, but I'm happy to be a second <laughs> best choice. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't have access to either of them, so... I think I think you will do. I think that's 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 Well apparently they don't necessarily have access to each other because I only saw one Wachowski on this film, which I'm already concerned about, but we'll Yeah, yeah, well we'll uh we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll definitely find out. Um so I, I just thought that it would be a good uh, opportunity for us to talk about this new movie that's coming out and catch up, just talk a little bit of what's been going on on your side. And I'll talk a little bit of what I've been doing. Um, I know yeah. the audience knows that I don't usually watch trailers. I I, I watch teasers sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that I know that I want to see, I usually try to avoid stuff. Right. But uh, I just made an exception here. It was, yeah. I don't know, it's too tempting. But anyway, before we... we dive into any of that um what what have you been doing i mean it's it's been it's been a hot second since we've talked right well it was pre-pandemic yes um (laughs) i feel like we've messaged or something i i feel like there was some communication yeah if i recall if i recall i was i was looking at our uh messages (laughs) and Mm. the last thing we we said to each other was happy 2020 Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, and that was that was that the new year. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, let's see. I mean, long story short, for me, I'm 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 definitely really fortunate. The um, pandemic period uh, worked out for me really well. Okay, uh, and not to like at all, you know, diminish like the hardships that people faced. I just was one of the lucky ones that. I was able to immediately go into working remotely. I was assistant editing at the time. Okay. So that that went really smoothly. And then uh, got laid off for a bit. And for the first time in my life, finally got unemployment payments, which were amazing. Okay. Uh, big fan. <laughs> uh, I bet. And then um, I ended up working remotely since I, I left LA and went to Michigan 2020 worked remotely there and just uh you know was avoiding paying rent really because we have a cabin there that had belonged to my grandfather Mm. so i was able to do that um but fast forward to this year i've been largely uh laid off unemployed but i've been working more on music and i did just uh, sign a contract for my next job assistant professor Okay. Film production. Nice. In China. Wow. In Nanjing. I will be going to China. Um, looking forward to reconnecting with Yili and some other yeah. folks uh, we know. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, going to be teaching. I'm actually going to teach remotely this fall. 
uh, just one course. But mm. then after Chinese New Year, uh, they're going to have me come out there. And that's a two-year contract. Wow. So I'll be there for at least a couple of years okay. teaching uh, film full-time. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. In English? In English, yes. Okay. Teaching film in English at, at the university level. It's undergrad students. The... Um, what the schools, a lot of the schools do there, they'll have like a, a two years uh, of a production um, course, basically, or, or a curriculum in China to prep those students for going and spending the next two years abroad somewhere. Mm. Okay. So while they'll, they will have, obviously, uh, need to have a certain level of English fluency to be in my class, mm-hmm. having, you know, that immersion for just being taught in English is is in part helping prep them for when they get to the states and have no choice. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm excited. Um, it's something you know. I love travel. I've been to China before. Right. Um, I have other filmmaker friends. Some that we knew uh, from USC. Some I've met since then through my festival and just various um, you know places in in life. So. I kind of already have a bit of a network there, which is cool. Well, that's awesome, man. And so um, during the pandemic, your festival had to kind of go on hiatus, didn't it? Yeah. So we, you know, some festivals moved online. Question, mm-hmm. did you attend any online film festival? Uh, no. No, I did not. No. Uh, I think you're like most people. They don't go. And I, I went to a couple, and it's uh, – I mean, I totally get having to do it, but it's it's such a drag. Um, the cool thing is it's helped me uh, better understand and articulate what's so special about film festivals in person. Um, we spend so much of our lives on screens anyway, so to just watch movies virtually, you know, it's we can do that all day long anyway through Netflix or YouTube or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I considered doing it online, but having had that experience, I'm like, ah, I don't, I mean, unless I absolutely had to. So we just postponed. Mm. Um, And we are going to be back in person. Shit could still happen and force us to go online. I'm prepared if if absolutely necessary. But the goal is uh, the weekend of October 22nd, 23rd, 24th, we're back uh, in Hamtramck for the fest. Okay. Awesome. And would this be with the same people who were slated for the previous one? Well, yeah. So we, because I had um, the lead time, we didn't make the selections for 2020. Got it. So all I really did was roll over submission period. And I reached out to the filmmakers um, and everyone was cool except literally one guy who I think it was, uh, it was probably May of 2020 when i made the decision to can't you know postpone october of 2020 mm. and this guy wrote me that he's like well i want my submission feedback because uh your festival is not until october and this is going to be over in like a month <laughs> i gave him his money back and um just know that somewhere in his heart he can hear me saying i told you so fucker. <laughs> um, because no life was not back to normal also his just between you and me and your listeners uh his film had already passed through our like uh programming process yeah and and had not made the cut okay 
but I wasn't going to tell him like, well, your film wasn't going to be selected anyway. I was just mm-hmm. like, no, I gotta, I'll just give him his money back. And just in my heart, know that he, he can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm not bitter, Rich. I'm not bitter. No, no, I can, I can definitely hear that. I can definitely hear that. Yeah. And so you've been, have you been traveling at all? I, I have. I, um, this, this year I've been largely in Arizona, Vegas, and LA. Um, still part of a community in LA. Like later tonight, I'm hosting an open mic virtually through Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram, but the in-person version of that um i've known the organizer for over five years and a lot of the people in the community and they're like really like family um and close friends so we play poker we you know do the mics i started an online not a film fest but like a screening series yeah uh with them um which that actually works because it's only one hour and it's it's like five pieces it's like you can, you know, have time rather than like, you know, a block of films over a day. Right. So yeah, I've been doing that. And then, like I said, uh, kind of focusing a lot more on music. I have these songs that I've written over the years that I really have buckled down and started recording and collaborating with people. And, um, I've been really happy with how that's been going. Okay. Sounds good, man. Yeah. I remember you, uh, you always sent me your Christmas recordings those were cool. Yeah. Those. You uh you took part of uh, it, it was was it like a family tradition that you did that every year? It was. I mean, we we didn't know that when we did the first one yeah. that it was going to be this thing we do. It was just like a random like literally we did like set a camera up and then did a w- one take. I mean, probably three takes, but it's a oneer mm-hmm. of us just singing a song. And that was in 2007. Um, I started like you USC in 2008. So when you and I met, it was our second year and then just kept doing it. And then we did it 10 years in a row. And then I pulled the plug cause I'm like, 10's a good number. Like, let's go out on top. Very, very like Seinfeldian of me. It's mm-hmm. like, let's, I want to, you know, the ratings are great. I was really tempted to go to 12 and then finish with 12 days of Christmas but I also was like, oh, my God, that's a lot of work. It's a long <laughs> song. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we did the last year in 2016. Okay. All right. Well, I always enjoyed those, but it's good that you ended on your own terms, which is... Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't want... I mean, honestly, too, it's like my folks are getting older and, like, I was not necessarily going to be in the country the next uh, winter. Yeah. So it was like, oh, I don't want to do like a internet version of it. Right, right. And, you know, if my if something, if my parents weren't feeling up to it physically, I'm like, oh, that would be a bummer year. To, so we went out healthy. And my parents are doing fine right now. Um, they, they do occasionally pitch me ideas. But I'm like, uh, we went on a path. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. It, it, it keeps them uh, busy all year. See if they convince you. It does. See and, if they convince and it's you. great because... And we have these like little time capsules. Uh, if anyone's curious, if you just go on YouTube and, and put in white family Xmas, all one word, white family Xmas, uh, you can see just there's 10 videos uh, and they vary in theme and ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but they're they're like clearly like tongue in cheek, like 
we're portraying this wholesomeness that none of like we're not that wholesome yeah. um but it's fun to put on the sweater and and be cheese ball right right by the way for for all you folks listening to us jerry's dad is the spitting image of gene hackman okay it's so true <laughs> when i saw him the first time i said what wait what but what's uh, weird is he aged into that so when they <laughs> really were, and they're like a similar age i think gene hackman might be like five years older than them but when they were in their 30s or 40s mm. it like they didn't look like something like post 50 hackman and post 50 my dad they like lined up <laughs> they merged i don't know <laughs> They, they have. And I've been getting um, now. Don't you don't have to agree with this because it's I, I mean, it's not a very humble thing to say. But lately, I never got this before in my life. But in the last four or five years, a few people have told me Josh Brolin. And I'm like so thrilled to get that. But I never used to look like Josh Brolin. And I'm not entirely sure I do. But um, I'm like, OK, shit, I, I'd be down <laughs> for like aging gracefully although maybe they mean thanos that hey. would be less of a <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that, that, that might mean that, weird yeah, yeah yeah that might mean that you have testicle chin or something like that mm. scrotum scrotum chin. i mean wouldn't wouldn't be the first time balls were on my chin <laughs> well what about you what's what's been up with you so so me so uh, i've been i've been doing the podcast uh it's it's always fun to get together with people who have uh, come along in my life and I respect their opinions even though sometimes we don't see eye to eye but it's always great to have different opinions here that's that's what the podcast is for um, and I really enjoy doing this I wish I had more time to make more of these it would be how many years have you been doing it now i've been doing this um i think three three years at yeah. least three yeah, yeah yeah three years yeah. that's so fucking cool it's been three years yeah and um yeah i mean it's it's just a matter of time i don't i i wish i had more time because i'm a stay-at-home dad so i have to deal with the kids and do all that good stuff uh mm. and so uh, the past year, uh, let's say, I, I would say like around October, November, I decided to publish a book. And I took a play that I had written uh, mm. several years ago. And I hired uh, an editor, to an editing studio. And we collaborated with this book. We we went through the whole uh, corrections and grammar and uh, everything that has to do with editing, making sure that the tone is right, that the characters stay the same uh, throughout the entire thing. And um, they also helped me with the illustration. So they got an illustrator mm. and that was another very fun collaborative process. Um, Kind of like when you when you work with with uh, somebody doing storyboards for your for your movie, because mm. I am not an artist. I just know what I want to see, and then it's just a matter of expressing that and telling them exactly what I want, and then just the back and forth of is this what you're talking about? Is that what you're talking about? And yes, and no's, and 
all that stuff. And it was, I had a blast doing it. And I finally published it through Amazon in March. And so. Congratulations. Yeah. So. Yeah, thank you. First off, I'm going to buy it. So I'm going to get a link from you after this. Um, what's it called? Well, first of all, let me, let me just say this. It's, it's in Spanish. So. I'm still going to buy it. It, oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, it's a play, and mm -hmm. it's called in Spanish. It's El Niño y su Mago. The title is The Boy and His Wizard. Um, See, and, I already understood half of that, so I'm I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> okay, well, that, I lived in LA for a decade, right? So I I didn't know this, so I finally made the jump, or or rather, unplug, uh, got off Facebook. Okay. Uh, I still have Messenger, but I, I have literally, uh, it's been great, um, but it has disconnected me from like certain announcements and news and yeah, and some parties, but um, mm -hmm. that's great news, man. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, everybody who's listening to this, and th this is a curious thing because I don't think I've talked about my book on my podcast. But... I've talked about it on other podcasts, but- not not in my podcast. So I guess this is my first opportunity to say if you speak Spanish or if you like pretty illustrations, go check out my book. It's it's on Amazon. Fuck yeah. Uh you you can find it with El Niño y su Mago. I'll I'll put a, a link on it on the show notes so that you know what I'm talking about. Um but yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's one of those things that you write and you work on it for a bunch of years and you think that it's never going to see the light of day. And then suddenly, I don't know, you just get the spark up your butt and say, Hey, I'm going to do this. And, <laughs> and I did it. And the, the cool thing about this is that play has, a, has a quasi sequel. It's, it's a, mm. I call it an inquel cause it, it happens kind of along this, the mm. same timeline as, as the play that I wrote. And um, that's something that I'm still working on. It's it's not ready for publishing yet at all, but it is mm -hmm. coming out. It it will come out. So yeah, there you go. Did Did you ever read the Ender's series? I did Ender's not. Ender's Game and all that. I just know that that they in later years they he did that too, where he wrote following another character alongside the main timeline, which. Uh, I just always thought that's a really fascinating idea to explore. Um, the movies Red, White, and Blue, the, the trilogy. Yep. I know at least one of them overlaps time-wise. They, they all, they all kind of. Oh, they all do. Yeah. At some point. I think that's super cool, and it's it's just not it's not something that's been done to death. I still feel like that's pretty unexplored territory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the cool thing is, um, it's it's within the same quote-unquote universe. And maybe one or two characters from the previous thing that you did come up, but then the rest is brand new characters. It's a whole different story, um, and it's it's fun trying to trying to fit that puzzle because it's not just making a, another story just for making another story's sake. It's making another right. story within this universe for a reason, um, and I I always find that fascinating. So. That's really cool, man. Congratulations. Yeah, thank um, you. 
And I and I like too that you know we learn this again and again and again. Like someone is known for something, whether it's like oh this actor, and then it turns out like they can play drums, um, or you know this um, singer like is like a painter. It's like it's just so common in in the arts to have these like like already we're multi hyphenate, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like in a wildly different kind of way. Um, so I shouldn't be surprised that you wrote, wrote a play and published it. Um, but I still am because our brains are, <laughs> we, we have such difficulty like holding that. So it's like people who, you know, met me through, you know, film or whatever, like, Oh, you do music. Mm. And it's, and it's kind of considered like, Oh, like more hobby ish or something. It's like, I've always loved making music and I'm sure you've always written. So yeah. That's true. That's really cool. Yeah. I've been writing since middle school. Maybe even before that. Uh, Yeah. I have a bunch of crappy poems stuffed in a a drawer somewhere. Aside from that, um, I'm always writing. So as far Mm. as scripts go, I have a bunch of unfinished stuff. Um, And then... I have been enjoying this pandemic because it has given me the chance to show my two boys movies that I love. They're at that age where PG-13 is... How old are they now? uh, 10 and 8. So they're at that age where PG-13 is completely acceptable. Mm -hmm. And I am so happy that they... They love Jurassic Park. Nice. Um, I can't tell you how proud I am that sometimes my little one comes up to me and says, where's the goat? And I go, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And he knows, and he knows that I know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's awesome. It's, it's, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Cause I, Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies, if not, my favorite movie of all time. And I know it front and back. Music cues, action cues, word for word, what they say, everything. Um, and I always hesitated to, to show it to them because it's, you know, it's kind of scary. And when I did show it to them, the little one was kind of scared. But then mm. curiosity set in and we have it digitally so he can access the movie whenever he wants. And the cool thing is that... <sighs> he can just scroll through the scenes and just go to the one that he wants. And he'll go, he'll always do the T-Rex scene. And when, when the T-Rex eats the lawyer, he loves that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just, it's great. He loves the entire franchise, by the way. We, 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 we saw them all and he, he, they both like it. Um, and the other thing is we saw Indiana Jones. And they I, I was going to ask it. about that. When I think about my childhood and like entering worlds, that's a big one for me. Yeah. That trilogy. Yeah. By the way, the trilogy, not, yeah. there's no fourth film. What? Wait, there. Who's, yeah, they, was right. there a fourth film? Had, I guess there was a script for it, but it never got made. Okay. Okay. All right. And they're, and they're not actively shooting a fifth one right now. Yeah. It's not happening. You know what I heard? I heard, I heard that they were, they were planning on a fourth and they, they were planning on having um, killer ants. That's, uh, I mean, it's so good that they didn't do that. 
Um, I think I probably read the same article. There was something about like he has a kid and he's like swinging from vines. Yeah, like, yeah, with Tarzan. monkeys. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Gar- oh, that's yeah. I'm so glad they did not actually spend money and time and make that. Well, if they do one, everything should be practical. Because if they do monkey CG or ants CG, that would be terrible. Well, I mean, the good thing is Spielberg, again, talking about Jurassic Park, like the perfect blend of live action uh, animatronics and early, you know, CGI. So he knows how to do it. He would never make that mistake. I know. Because like he did that shit in the 90s. So thank goodness um, there's nothing that would, you know, somehow change his mind about that yeah hmm. speaking anyway. of franchises that got ruined um <laughs> they did see number four by the way um it yeah. was there they they like they like their franchises what can i say they, they they're I mean, always asking for so why haven't they made so and so number four or number five and i go dude they don't have either the money or they don't have a story. I don't know. Do me a favor. If you can, if you can tolerate it, uh, share with them the adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai across the eighth dimension. Okay. You know this film? No. It's from, I think 83 or 84 stars Peter Weller of Robocop. Yeah. 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 As as the titular um, Buckaroo Bonsai, the main villain is played by, um, Oh shit! Ah, I know his name. Uh, the guy. Uh, I, sorry to say this, but the guy from Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, that guy. Your uh, audience is screaming it. Into the <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. The the guy from the plane, right? Like, the there's plane. there's something on the wing. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. John Lithgow. John Got Lithgow. it. Yeah, yeah. You you unplugged it with you yeah. shook it out of my head. Yeah. So he plays the main antagonist. It is a bit oh, and like Jeff Goldblum's in it. It's a it's an ensemble yes. cast. It's a great weird '80s movie, but it ends with this stinger for like watch next time for the next adventure of, and they never made another sequel. Um, but it's actually like I mean, if you haven't seen, I think you'd enjoy it. It's a weird little gem from the '80s. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll I'll, I'll check it out. I like I like all those actors. So. Yeah. It's. It's, it is ahead of its time because it, it, in a way it, it almost has like a um, James Gunn Guardian of the Galaxy vibe mm. where it's so many different genres mashed up um, and, and like goofy and fun. It's not like gory or like uh, adult humor the way that, you know, his trauma stuff is, mm. but it's, um, yeah, it, it almost has a, a, a little bit of a advent, um Big Trouble in Little China vibe. Okay. In a way. All right. Which I love that movie, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that movie's That's great. a favorite. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so I, I went through through my Rolodex of movies that they can see. Uh, Back to the Future. Um, mm-hmm. What else? The Goonies they saw. Willow. Oh, I love that. So, yeah. a bunch of Which those. Which they're making a sequel to Willow. Yeah, they're doing that, that uh, Disney Plus series, right? Oh, it's a series. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a series, yeah. So, so yeah. So, so that was fun during the pandemic. Um, and, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's about it. 
I imagine you're saving the Matrix for them. It's a little too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, adult same. Yeah, they. No, no R rated yet. Yeah. Are all three Matrix films R rated? Yeah. Is the Animatrix R rated? Uh, I'm not sure, but it should be. Is the new one coming out R rated? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, could, I mean, that would be an immediate like tip of the hat of it if it's like PG thirteen. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. I we'll... don't think they will. All right. Well, how about if we get into what we came here to talk about, which is <laughs> the Matrix Resurrection teaser trailer. Thomas, you seem particularly triggered right now. Can you tell me what happened? I've had dreams that weren't just dreams. Am I crazy? We don't use that word in here. After all these years, to be going back to the Matrix. Now, yeah. it's been a, a long time coming because when we recorded our Matrix thing, we talked about, hey, maybe uh, I, I, I've, I've heard things, people are talking that this is probably going to come. And we were kind of dismissive at the time. Like, what, are, what the hell are they going to do? Um, two and three weren't great, and then the Animatrix, and but sure enough, they came out with this thing. The trailer hit, and I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> I'm pumped. I, I can't say that I don't want to see this because I really want to see this. It's, it it it's totally what i wasn't expecting i mm. i had first of all i hadn't seen any of the leaked stuff that was on the internet Me neither. yeah and then just the aesthetic of this movie is it feels different the cinematography feels different um i don't even know how to describe what, what what did you think when you watched it well first off um the few people i've talked to who've seen it other than me, everyone has been pumped. I'm the only person who I, it's, I wouldn't say I'm super pumped. I'm totally going to see it. I will see it in the theater. So you're cautiously I mean, optimistic. I I'm I, even more than that. I'm sure it's going to be at least entertaining. I mean, they were all entertaining even yeah. you know, when they were as good. So, and again, much like uh, star Wars or star Trek, um, the canon's already been messed up, in my opinion. It's already had weak entries. So I don't think this is going to be the worst one. Mm -hmm. But even if it is, you know, I'm not expecting it to be as good as the first one. But even if it was, like, really bad, I, I'm not, like, emotionally going to be hurt by it. Yeah. Like, I was honestly, like, the second Matrix movie, I was so looking <laughs> forward to it. And so, like, certain, I mean, again, much like Phantom Menace in a way, although Phantom Menace was a much deeper betrayal. But um, I, I, I'm excited to see it, but I'm not, like, um, pinning any hopes on it. I'm like, I am willing to be entertained. I, from a canon standpoint, you know, I'm glad it's still made by at least half of the creative team. Mm -hmm. But part of me is like, 
oh, what's missing when, when one of the Michalskis is not involved? So that's where my mind goes to more. I'm not worried about like, how can they explain like Mio's should be this or, or Trinity should be dead like that. I don't care. They can, they'll, they'll come up with something. I'm not worried about that. Mm-hmm. I'm more worried. Like what is the behind the scenes here? Are we going to be missing something ineffable? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Lana is working with uh, people other than, than her sister uh, in the story. They have mm-hmm. uh, Tom Tickford doing the music, I think. Oh, wait. Yeah, he's doing the Tom music. Tom Tickford doing music? Yeah, yeah. You mean the German director of yes. Das Parfum? Yeah. He's doing the music? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, he did uh, Run, Lola, Run is a favorite film of mine from back in the day. Yeah. Great soundtrack. And he uh, he uh, he did uh, Cloud Atlas with them. I didn't know that. Yeah. Have you seen? Which, by the way, I like Cloud Atlas. Have you seen their other? F- so have you? Have you seen? Um, so that you saw that? Did you see Sense Eight? Sense Eight. I saw the first season. Really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I started watching the Christmas episode, and then like got distracted, and then like never found my way back. But I really liked it. It wasn't perfect, but it was cool, interesting world building, and um, some like cool character work. What about? Did yeah, you see it? yeah, I saw season one as well, um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm very uh, curious about how this Matrix is going to play out because they have been exploring different themes in these, uh, in these movies, um, but they all kind of rhyme with each other. Uh, the Matrix was about life and death, and so was Cloud Atlas, and sensate was kind of that because everyone was enmeshed in this whole um in in each other's lives and what one felt the other felt um and so life and death always plays a big part in in their stories as far as what i've seen Uh, i'm not sure about jupiter ascending did you see that one (laughs) i didn't see that and i didn't see their speed racer oh yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen Speed Racer. Some people like it. I don't know. Um, but for this, what I was I what I was able to see in this teaser trailer, um, they they play they play some or they cut into a bunch of scenes from Matrix One at least. So my question is, how meta is this movie gonna be? Um. Are we going to be in a world separated from the Matrix? Are we going to be in a world inside the Matrix? Are we going to be in a world where everything happened inside this guy's head? And that's what's exciting. I I, I'm, I would love that. So you saying that has me excited. My feeling is it's not going to be that bold of storytelling. But if they, if it was, I am super on board. Because then you also have the opportunity to do a little retconning or at least um explore i don't know like like it's a that would just be bold i i I guess some of my problems with you know i said this in our last podcast about it like right away in the second matrix film when neo's like upgrades 
and just with one word like writes off like his character mm-hmm. ascension like to me that was a cowardly um and and safe trick like we're just gonna you know reset a little bit and have him fighting agents to me that was like weak milk dose crap so if they can actually go bold and like unravel this and it's like a, i'm all for it that would be i mean they could actually blow my fucking mind if they did that yeah or if she did i guess it's it's not they well it's still a collaborative team so they <laughs> yeah. yeah um i think i think what has me more excited other than you know the story is the way this movie looks because like I said, the, the, it, it just looks different from, from the other three. Um, it doesn't have that filter, that greenish or bluish right. filter. It looks more contemporary. Uh, I, I don't know. It just has a different type of cinematography in general. So, um, and then watching this young Morpheus or whoever he is. Is that who that is? Right. I don't know, right. It looks like Morpheus. It looks like it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I, I'm just really pumped when, look guys, uh, in the audience, when I told Jerry about this, uh, I said, Hey, the, they, they just announced the date that the matrix is going to come out, the new matrix. Um, how about if we record, uh, an episode? And by the way, I think the teaser trailer is going to drop tomorrow. And he goes, yeah, cool. Let's watch it. And, and so I wasn't expecting much when i wrote that to you jerry because it's all right the teaser's coming out so whatever but man when i watched that i Mm. i don't know something just clicked in my head and i go yeah this could actually work so it's a weird you out that he looks like john wick well he is john wick (laughs) right i know but he's got like the beard pattern he's not you know clean shaven well i'm pretty sure he was probably shooting both at the same time or um, something like that you know i like i like uh him as a performer again not so much in uh dracula uh but in the matrix great in the movies so and again he was always fine in the sequels so he was never the the weak the weakest link yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah we had other uh, that those movies had other issues um yeah, <laughs> listen to our other pod- link to our other podcast if yeah. you're interested in yes. us hearing us talk about those issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, many many callbacks in this uh, in this teaser mm. to previous films. Uh, it looks like we're gonna probably see, like I said, Morpheus and probably some version of the Oracle. We have that looking glass thing. And the bunny and that opening shot for the teaser looks fake. So it looks kind of matrixy. I don't know, man. And I'm 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 really I'm really hoping that it goes meta with the whole thing. Yes. Because I, th- I, I think that's probably a, a really nice hook to, to the entire thing. Well, out of any show that or any any story that could, you don't want your Star Wars movies to be necessarily meta. Like you want them to be in universe and follow the rules. Right. But the Matrix already being a fake reality, oh, and and we've already talked about iterations of the Matrix. This story framework can allow that, and in fact, I think it needs it. But I, it's interesting to me, you know, 
ultimately, aren't they making a Matrix movie because of nostalgia? Well, I'm pretty sure HBO and, and the guys at Warner, absolutely. They, they, they're they banking on people seeing the words Matrix and just flocking into movie theaters. Right. But for me, I, th- I think what, what, what mostly excites me is how different it feels. Mm-hmm. Even though it's the same IP, it feels right. it feels like a different thing, and that's I, I think a really good reason to make something new. Even if it's in the same IP, just give me something something new, something that I haven't seen in this world before. And I think at least visually, it looks it has it has the it has those those visual cues from the Matrix, you know, the bullet time and right, explosions right. and slow motion. But it's just the cinematography just feels so different. Um, and that's, I think that's what most excites me of, uh, about this movie. I mean, fingers crossed that, that to me, if they could do something that bold and really like write a mind fuckery of a story, this could still have legs. Like this could dial me in for another trilogy. Um, and again, that's what they want from existing IPs. They, they want this to be a big hit and they want to keep doing it. And you know, maybe um, the other half of the Wachowskis was like, you know, I spent a lot of years of my life and I just kind of don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. But as long as one of them still wants to, hopefully that's yeah. enough. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Warners would be would be able to make I mean, if they want it, they could. But as far as as uh, making money, I don't I don't know if they can make a Matrix without one at least one of the Wachowskis. Well, yeah, and it's like you know they're doing the, another uh, Indiana Jones without Spielberg for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be interesting. But I will say I never expected to enjoy um, the Blade Runner sequel, and I did, and that oh, was yeah. not Ridley Scott. So it can be done, but it's different because Blade Runner didn't particularly come from Ridley Scott. I mean, it was a previously existing material that they adapted. The Matrix. Oh, you mean yeah, the book, right? The Matrix. The Matrix is right, all. They them. are the writer. That's yeah. good point. That's a really good point. Um, whereas Spielberg. Well, I guess the thing with Indiana Jones too, he's already like a, a more of an homage character to, you know, Lucas had wanted to do uh, Alan Quartermain. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted to do Flash Gordon. Couldn't get the rights, so he makes Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Exactly, um, exactly. So it's already an homage, really, to, those yeah, to the serials, yeah. serials they grew up with. Yeah, right? exactly. All right, Jerry, anything? But you're right, but this is not an homage. Like, that's the thing about a Matrix that was so amazing in 99, the first film. This is this is a modern thing. This is a this is not based on an existing IP. Exactly. There is no comic yep. book. Um, yeah. I'll, I'm looking forward to seeing it. You actually, this conversation has me a little more stoked, but also <laughs> well, good. has me set up to be more disappointed now. Oh, so. no, no, no. Let's, let's just be, like I said, cautiously, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to say about this, man? Um, no, it's just great talking to you. Um, looking forward to talking to you again. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm in China um, the next time we chat, then I'll make sure I'm going to have a good VPN. So, uh, okay. be able to talk through the, the firewall over there. Um, okay. cause I don't know if, if, if all the sites work the same, I know some don't. All right. Well, yeah, um, man. 
Jerry, where can people find you on social media? So vidlingsandtapeheads.com uh, is where you find the information about the Vidlings and Tapeheads Film Festival. Our fourth edition is this October 22nd through 24th in Hamtramck, Michigan, which is a city inside the city of Detroit. Um, short films, live music. Um, and we're, yeah, we're going to be in person as far as things look so far. So I'm stoked about that. I am, um, you know, I'm not really doing a lot on my Instagram, but I'm there at Hair Shiro. It's H-E-R-R, Shiro, S-H-I-R-O. Um, you can go to jerrywhitejr.com. Hmm. There'll be some updates coming up. Uh, and my as of yet unnamed um, music project. I'm not going to be publishing music as Jerry White Jr. It just, that's a, I'm going to have a band name gotta have a band name or a project name so once that uh, i have not completely landed on it but once i do i'll let you know all right and you can find us on twitter at media review pod that's media r-e-v-u-e pod and you can send us an email with questions comments and suggestions to media review pod at gmail.com or you can just leave a voicemail and just call us at 407-603-5847 please don't forget to subscribe to our feed and rate and review the pod with five stars jerry we will meet again in december fingers crossed to talk in detail about this movie until then stay away from those pills red or blue and of course don't forget to breathe till next time bye-bye